Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. First pitch to Brandon Belt is smashed to right field. McKenna racing back. It's gone. First pitch, long ball, Brandon Belt, the Blue Jays are up 5-3. to three. That's a batting practice fastball from Mike Bauman, and for Belt, his third home run in the last two games. Six innings without his best stuff or his best command, so really happy about that and figuring things out, you know, without having, um, didn't really have a slider tonight, threw some decent curveballs, but didn't really have a slider tonight, so really relied on fastball, which he didn't have great command of his fastball tonight, but the changeup was pretty good. The way he just, you know, he gutted through six innings, they're only giving up three runs. You heard the highlight, courtesy of Sportsnet in Toronto, and then Brandon Hyde after the game talking about Grace Rodriguez. Brandon Belt leads off the 10th inning, first pitch he sees, crushes it into right center field, gives the Blue Jays a 5-3 lead, then Vlad Guerrero doubles, uh, goes to third on a fly out and scores on a wild pitch, and the Blue Jays get three in the top of the 10th. Orioles lose 6-3. Grayson Rodriguez, and I think Hyder said it pretty well, he did not have his best stuff last night. But to me, it shows a sign of maturity that he still was able to give them a quality start. And that was the bare minimum. Like, that, that six innings, three hits. He did give up eight, uh, six innings, three runs. Eight hits, two walks. So a lot of base runners. But only three runs kept them in the baseball game. Actually did more than Kikuchi, who was done after four and two-thirds. I, I think you hit it, Ken. It's it's the maturation of this young pitcher where prior to getting sent down, he's not going six innings. No. I mean, he wasn't giving him length prior to him going down. And the second inning is where things really could have went sideways. Now, thankfully, Ryan Mountcastle, Johnny on the spot, diving grab uh, with Merrifield, and then he touches the bag for the double play to get out of it. But with Grayson, he got better as the game went on, Ken. I yeah. mean, after, yeah, agreed. After the that, strikeouts came later. Exactly. After that Kevin Kiermeyer double to make the game 3-1, I think he retired 7 of 8 from that point. Yeah. So, By the way, I think his, my buddy had a bet on his strikeout prop. I think it was 4.5, and, and he hit it at the end so nice win for him to cash out and one of the few winners at the ballpark if you're an Oriole fan <laughs> yeah I thought Grayson fared well gave up the home run early to Varsho and and the, the third run but he he kept them in the game the Orioles got back in the game to me the key was once Kikuchi came out they couldn't touch that Toronto bullpen it was it was a joke Ken I mean six- two hits one, one walk the sixth, seventh, eighth innings, they didn't have a base runner at that point, Ken. And and you think of the missed opportunities throughout the game. I mean, the fifth inning, Cedric Mullins comes up, bases loaded after yeah. that Westberg, after McCann getting hit, which looked pretty scary yeah. in, the, in the meantime. 
Man, popped, tough. It, popped. Oh my gosh, popped it up. I mean, there were two for fourteen with runners in scoring position. They just couldn't get that big hit to kind of break away. But that bullpen. I mean, we were talking about prior to the show, Ken. You got Jordan Hicks coming in, and he had a great inning. Throwing 100. Throwing 100, and that's someone that they acquired at the deadline and (laughs) provided impact. Just as a comparison, and and the Orioles are obviously uh, better than Toronto. They're ahead of them in the standings. Toronto's fighting for their playoff lives, and they've frankly not been good against the Aliens. What is that, their third win of the season against the Orioles? Uh, Just to put it in perspective. But they had a good bullpen before they got Jordan Hicks, and they went ahead at the deadline and added Jordan Hicks to lengthen their bullpen. And and the Orioles, to help their bullpen, now you could say they got in-house guys, but Tyler Wells coming back from whatever, the, the deloading and the tired arm, and D.L. Hall, who's had to be in Sarasota earlier this year, and John Means coming off of Tommy John, you could have had those guys anyway and still chosen to add a legitimate bullpen piece at the deadline, like Toronto did, like Texas did, like others did. Absolutely. And thankfully, Jacob Webb fell in their lap. Yes. Claiming him off waivers where 27 other teams had a chance to get him. Still has yeah, not and, given up And a the run. Angels decided we don't need him. <laughs> yeah, and the Angels were like, ah, that's fine. Pitching's overrated. Yeah. But no, I mean, the Orioles... They're relying on all of these internal guys when, of course, you could have went out and did more to solidify this bullpen, but moves are already being made. And Orioles announced uh, earlier today that Austin Voth has been elevated off the 60-day IL. Mike Bauman has been sent down after last night, of course, getting ambushed on that first pitch homer. Not only the first pitch homer, but he gives up the double yes. to Vlad, and he ends up scoring. So it wasn't a great inning, and I, I suppose they want some length from both either tonight or tomorrow. Kramer's good. The other thing is Flaherty got scratched. So uh, Jack Flaherty not starting tonight. Tomorrow's starter is to be announced. We'll hear more from Hyder when he talks before the game, probably around 5 o'clock. Until then, we, won't, we know what you know. There's, like, no information out here. So we'll learn more about Flaherty. Hopefully it's nothing serious, but Dean Kramer starting tonight. It was supposed to be Flaherty against Gaussman, a rematch of that game in Toronto. Yeah, it's it's going to be really interesting, Ken. I mean, in terms of tomorrow, maybe Voth is in play for that. Could be. At this point. I mean, of course, we saw is him start like, yeah. several games uh, for the Orioles last year, and he's been on that rehab assignment for a while. But uh, as far as Bauman going down... I, I'm a Bauman fan. I, I root for him, but last eleven appearances, he's got a five two five ERA, one five eight whip. That's it not just good. hasn't been getting it done. No, and, and he's got options, which is a key here. And for me, the Voth part of this equation, it's you know, he's sort of auditioning for a role in this bullpen in October because as we mentioned a second ago, Wells, Means, and Coulomb, Coulomb and, and and Hall are coming up. He's probably, if he doesn't show, he's likely to get DFA'd for one of those guys. He could get DFA'd. We've been talking about Fuji. If he continues to pee down his leg, he's oh. in trouble. Oh, yeah, he's a got guy, options. A guy like Vespi. Vespi's had <laughs> options. He's been on that Norfolk shuttle throughout the season. And oh, then, of Vespi, course, Vespi's going to get sent to Yes, sent absolutely, to, yeah. for, for DL, you'd think. And then, of course, in what, eight days, nine days, you get the extra roster spot uh, for a pitcher. So, 
There's going to be a lot of movement in the next uh, week or so. Uh, you've heard no screaming yet. So Jason off today and tomorrow. <laughs> uh, he, he's uh, taking uh, Chloe to Syracuse. Uh, he'll be back on Friday. We'll be at Pickles on Friday. Orioles opening a three-game set against the Colorado Rockies. But guess-wise today, Jacob Calvin Meyer covers the O's for the Baltimore Sun. We'll talk to him at 2.30. Our weekly chat with Tim Murray. Try to make you some money from VEASAN at 3.30. Melissa Kim, her weekly chat with us coming to East she, of course, covers the Ravens for us here at 105.7 The Fan. She'll join us at 4.30. And Jonah Schaefer, Baltimore Banner. Any tough cuts as we head into that game Saturday? We'll ask Jonas at 5.30. Yeah, Bo- tough cuts. And who really needs to show out Saturday in Tampa to make the roster? And today is the penultimate. Like that word? That's yes. a Jason word yes. right there. Uh, practice that's fully open to the media, and then it gets regular season mode. But, of course, we're going to talk a lot of Orioles baseball, O's trying to even up the series, and we'll get into some of those decisions that they're going to have to make in terms of the pitching staff. When we come back, a couple of things about last night that got people fired up. Number one, Felix Batista only threw, uh, did you want to get it right, Nine. nine pitches in the ninth inning. Hyder did not bring him out to, for the 10th. We'll give you his reasoning on that and our thoughts on it. And also, I got something to say about something about Jorge Mateo that seems to keep cropping up, and I'm about done with it. We'll discuss that as well next here on The Fan. Inside Access. It's not just a radio show. This is your inside access to the facts that others ignore. Jason LaCanfora and Ken Wyman. 105.7 The Fan. We thought maybe Felix Bautista was in for a multi-inning appearance, the great closer for Baltimore. But after an eight-pitch, one, two, three, top of the ninth, they yank him, and it'll be a pitching change. Tempted on the road. I think it's really tough at home. He's one of the only guys in the, in the league that ever does that, and it's always it's been on the road. Which we score, I send him back out if the pitch count's manageable. But tie game at home, you know, I lose him for the series. If he pitches again, I need him for the next 37 games, too. You're at the Toronto broadcast, and I guess the Canadian ver- uh, conversion on pitches from is uh, the U.S. nine is Canadian eight because he he did throw nine pitches last night, not eight, but that's a conversion. And then you heard I, and what he says actually makes sense. So wh- he, I think it's four times this year Hyde has brought him out for a second inning on the road because in the top of that inning with the Orioles batting first, they've taken the lead and they bring Felix back out to essentially, even though he won't get the save, he'll get the win, but to save the game, he's so dominant, you believe that he'll keep the, the ghost runner from scoring. At home, you are pitching first, so the lead is unknown. He could he could get you that second inning and keep the runner from scoring, but there's no guarantee you score in the bottom of the 10th, and then the game continues. And in all those situations... Tim, if they don't score, he doesn't bring them out. Remember, he's had guys warming just in case. If they don't score, he does not bring him out for the second inning. So while I'm sitting there and I'm texting with a buddy of mine and talking to my friends at the game, and I'm thinking Felix is coming out for the second inning, I do understand his logic. I understand it too, and I think you're you're kind of prisoner of the moment, and you get upset because literally the first pitch, Brandon mm-hmm. Belt belts one four hundred twenty six feet, and of course the Blue Jays go on to win the game. But hearing Brandon Hyde's rationale, 
after the game. I, I think you get it. And some fans have pointed this out as well, Ken, where he had only thrown one inning mm-hmm. in the past week. Sure. But you are playing the long game yes. with this. And Hyde mentioned it. There's 30-some games left in the season, and you got to manage it to this point. And, Ken, it, it kind of goes back to what we're, we've been talking about. If you had more guys yes. that you could count on in that situation – we probably aren't having this discussion. If they would have acquired, say, a Jordan Hicks. Yes! Be nice to have an extra arm out there, wouldn't it? Exactly. That, that, that's the exact point where you throw someone out there and maybe if Coulomb was available and he's that guy. But right now, Hyde just doesn't have a ton of guys that he has a ton of confidence in right now. And Bauman, he has came through in multiple extra inning situations mm-hmm. with that ghost runner. But just not given his numbers, his last 11 appearances have not been good at all. Bauman leads the bullpen in innings with 61 and a third. Cano's second at 60. Felix is third at 59-1. Like, he's thrown a number of innings for a closer. So I get the long game aspect of it. Though, in the moment, I'm thinking as I'm watching the the Orioles uh, bat in the bottom of the ninth, and we're going to get to that bottom of the ninth in a second, I'm convinced Felix is pitching the, the top of the 10 for the ghost uh, I, I, Yeah, I was thinking the same thing when I was over my my friend's place. But let me let me ask you this. If that's a playoff game last night, does he go out? Maybe. Yeah. Because I, it's a little different. I, you're you're I, trying to lengthen saying. the game. Yeah. I, uh, I, I think, think reg- But it's not a playoff no, no, game. Now, Jason no, would probably say oh, hey, every game's a playoff him. game. <laughs> it's not, though. No. It, I, I'm just curious. It's so. different because you're yes. – yes. It, it's a different mindset. Yeah. Yeah, I, and there's days off built in yes. in the playoff series, so it's different, but maybe. I, no. I think you got to manage differently. No. And you see games are managed differently in the playoffs. Yeah, I completely agree, and and I think Hyder, if that situation does come to fruition in October, I think he would go the other way and s- send Felix back out. But we've seen it four times already, as you were saying, and they were away game situations where the Orioles took the lead. So. I get it. I, I'm not going to kill Brandon Hyde for that last night. No. The other thing that bothered me last night, and uh, the Orioles, ninth inning. First of all, let me give you the good. McKenna comes up to lead off the ninth. Uh, Anthony Santander is on deck. He's going to bat for Jorge Mateo. And so it, it, that seems like a good sign that he should be in the lineup tonight, being that he was going to pinch hit last night. So uh, maybe in no IL stint for... Anthony Santander. McKenna gets a base hit, so they pull Santander back and put Mateo back out there. Why? Because they're going to have Jorge Mateo bunt. And with that, Stone, could you get me the Misfits, please? I got something to say. I'm inside access. Twice in a week, I'm now mad. Uh, so, Stone, uh, Stone and, and T-Bone and everyone... Uh, like sometimes reruns are fun. Earlier this week, I'm putting a TV out on the back porch because Margie wants a TV out back, and I'm setting it up with the apps. And Netflix is out there, and so I'm watching an episode of Seinfeld, and it's making me laugh. He's talking about like he could get the assistant GM job. I've seen the episode a hundred times, but it's funny. It still makes me laugh. That's a good rerun. You know the rerun I hate watching: the Jorge Mateo trying to bunt rerun because every damn time he can't get it done. And when you're the nine hitter and you're batting two. 200, you better damn well be able to lay down a bunt. And I- I'm sorry, the first pitch he takes for a ball. The second pitch, he doesn't get the bat back fast enough, so he gets called for a strike attempting to bunt. 
Then he lays down a foul bunt. Next thing you know, he pops out. I've watched James McCann take two pitches that were heading for his face and get him down for bunts, and this guy can't get a bunt down. And we can talk about all the, the luxury stuff that he can do about stealing a bag in a playoff game and plus shortstop, and he can play center field. Well, how about getting a bunt down every now and then? Because that's the basic job for you as a nine-hitter at this point. When, when Ryan McKenna, miracle of miracles, gets a base hit to start the ninth inning you got to get him to second base and you didn't do your job and i'm getting sick of watching him not do his job i'm with you ken i mean when mckenna reached i thought they were gonna win the game at that point you get yes. mckenna on leadoff guy yes. Mateo. but the most egregious point was the second pitch like you're saying where he didn't bring the bat yes back that's and a ball a but he, yeah, he gives him a cold straight he gives him a strike and, for swinging and look I get it. The Orioles won a game last week in part because of Jorge Mateo's speed and his legs. And we pointed it out in real time. This is why they've been keeping him on. This yes. is why. I, I haven't changed my opinion of the whole well, Jorge Mateo It's obvious Mateo he's here. Situa- he's staying. No, they, no, no. Yeah. He is. I'm not saying that he's going anywhere. I'm just saying what I would do as GM Joey Ortiz. Yeah, I, I bet would, you he could have gotten a bunt down. He could have gotten a bunt down. I think he'd provide more than a Jorge Mateo, where now it's just you're, you're holding your breath, and, yeah, he got the inside-the-park home run over the weekend in a ginormous ballpark. You, you know what's funny about that inside-the-park home run? It looked very similar to the misplay he had against Houston. Yes. Very similar spot in the outfield, yeah. very similar effort, though the ball hit, he, it hit him as it bounced off the wall in Baltimore. It came- Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, 
There's joy in every journey. Aramed off the wall in Oakland. I just, I, I get it. You sacrifice the speed. That'd be nice to have. But you want to know it'd be nice to have a whole hell of a lot of tools, uh, other tools, namely a bat like Joey Ortiz could provide. You know what I want to see in a couple hours? Remember a couple weeks ago where the beat writers were tweeting out that Jorge Mateo was taking fly balls in center field and we're like, oh, okay, we want to see more you can do. I want to see them tweet out today, Jorge Mateo spending extra time in the cage bunting. Because literally, when you're batting 209 and you stunk offensively. And you since, can run. Yeah. Since April 30th, you need to be able to bunt. Like, that's the bare minimum. And I know it's not the priority it used to be. Like, guys, guys don't bunt anymore. Well, there's going to be certain guys on a team that need to be able to bunt. And guess what, Jorge Mateo? You're going to be one of them. Like, Jason was talking yesterday, and I didn't want to get sidetracked because we're near the end of the segment, that maybe Jorge Mateo's back next year. What? What? I know he wants to extend him still. He does. Really? He's going to be he back does. next year? No. Two million. No. No. Like, this, I I hope he steals a base in a playoff game that helps him win a game. And Just look, like Dave Roberts did for the Red Sox. And look, we, we kind of brought this up, too, where the Mateo, and you're hoping that he's a better player, quite frankly, now you got Enrique Bradfield next year. Where yeah. That's your Mateo. Yes. If you're so enamored. Bet you with he can that. lay down a bunt, Tim. Yes, exactly. I'm, I'm done with it, Ken. I want you uh, over your I, team. I, I, I just, it dry, it, it's the bait. And, and it's like, I feel like he comes up the plate, and I turn to my buddy and go, he's bunting. And he literally showed, I think, uh, the pitcher in the ninth inning, uh, uh, and it was uh, Meza, Meza. He, he, through the first on the first pitch, basically to see what Mateo was doing. And Mateo yes. showed bunt. Like, you knew he was bunting. He's showing the world he's bunting. Get the bunt down. Like, and I watch this over and over and over and over. I don't want to watch this movie anymore, and I know I'm going to see it again. I know I'm going to see it again. It's not a good rerun. No, it is not, not Seinfeld. Seinfeld. It is not Seinfeld. It's not George getting the assistant to the general manager job. Hey, coming up next... We're talking O's. Jacob Calvin Meyer covers the O's for the Baltimore Sun. We'll get his thoughts on Jack Flaherty getting scratched, what he thought of Grayson last night. Mike Bauman getting optioned. We're talking to Jacob next here on The Fan. Inside Access. Before you hear it anywhere else, get inside access to breaking news. Jason Lacanfora and Ken Wyman. 1057 The Fan. Orioles lose 6-3 last night in 10 innings. A little Billy Joel for you. As, uh, Jason hates Billy Joel, so we play a lot of Billy Joel when he's not here. I like Billy Joel. Going to see him at M&T Bank Stadium uh, in October with Stevie Nicks. Uh, alas, Stone. Orioles lose 6-3 in 10 innings. Back in action again tonight. It's Dean Kramer on the mound for the O's. As Jack Flaherty has been scratched. Let's talk some Orioles. Jacob Calvin Meyer covers the O's for the Baltimore Sun, and he joins us now. And uh, Jacob, thanks as always for joining us. Let's start with the Felix Batista part of this. Uh, I accepted Hyder's uh, explanation after the game. I sort of get where he's coming from. Did you have a problem with Batista not pitching that second inning? No, not at all. I, listen, I, I wasn't surprised whatsoever. I wasn't even expecting Flix to go back out for the 10th. Um, I thought Brandon Hyde's explanation made complete sense. I, I, will, I do want to go back to the ninth inning, though, because I think there was a questionable decision that Brandon Hyde made, or rather didn't make. And I know this is hindsight bias, but 
you know, when you see Jorge Mateo not get a bunt down and Adam Frazier's on the bench. Yeah, just set it off the air. I was just about and, to ask you that, Jacob. Yeah, and so I think that's the decision that I think maybe you could look at and say, listen, I understand Jorge Mateo's speed. He could lay a bunt down there, and he's, you know, he's got better speed, but we've seen it multiple times this season of him not being able to get a bunt down, and his, it has been frustrating, and it has hurt the team. And so when you have Adam Frazier, who's been put in situations to get bunts down, and he's been able to do it, I think that's maybe a bigger question than, than pitching Felix Bautista. Because if you really think of it and just say, okay, if Felix had gone in to start the eighth inning for whatever reason in a tie game, you don't have him go out and pitch the ninth again. And so I understand it's the extra innings, and I understand it's the tenth, and it's the Blue Jays, but there's really no justification for pitching him there in the tenth because you can still lose that game, mm-hmm. and then you lose him for the rest of the series. Jacob, I want to go back to that, and you said he could lay down a bunt. I could date Carmen Electra, but both things seem to be unlikely right now because I've watched this movie over and over again of Jorge Mateo not being able to get down a bunt. Do you think if this situation arises again, he's going to send him back out there? Well, I did look. He has four sacrifice bunts this season. I will say the the ones where he hasn't been able to get a bunt down certainly stand out more than the times he has. <laughs> yes. I would probably venture to say that, that he's probably failed to get a bunt down as many times this season. Definitely. He has gotten a bunt down. Um, and there's no way to know what's going to happen the next time they need to get a bunt down. Again, that situation was different. They really only needed one run. Whereas in other situations, you would like a second or a third run. And so his speed, because if he puts a sack bunt down and it's in the right spot, he's probably going to beat it out at first. I, I know it's 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 tough and and it's it's difficult to kind of give players the benefit of the doubt here. Bunting is a lot harder than people think it is. I know it, it doesn't seem like it is, and these are major league players that should be able to get these bunts down in situations. We've seen it with Adam Frazier. We've seen it with James McCann. We saw it early in the season with Taron Vavra, and so I, it is difficult to get these bunts down. But again, these are major leaguers getting paid a lot of money to do something that is you know not easy, but but that they should be able to do in those situations. Let's get to Grayson Rodriguez, Jacob. Did not have his A game last night, but was still able to grind out a quality start. I guess how impressed have you been with Grayson really just showing more of his maturation last night? I think the confidence was the big thing last night, just in terms of early in the season, if he didn't have his breaking balls and he had to rely solely on his fastball and his changeup, I think that really shook his confidence. But when he went down to AAA and he boosted his velocity a little bit, we've seen that this month, him, him throwing a little bit harder and just gaining more trust in that fastball, I think that just has given him an edge to go out there and realize he doesn't have to be perfect to be good enough, right? He, if he is perfect, then he's probably the best pitcher on the team or the second best pitcher on the team, maybe behind Kyle Bradish, if he has everything going. But if he has confidence and, and, and he pitches – the way he's able to, even if he doesn't have all of his stuff, he can still, you know, have quality starts. The fact that he got through six innings, despite basically only having two pitches last night against a lineup like that, I think that really bodes well for him moving forward. Talking to Jay, Jacob Calvin Meyer, covers the O's for the Baltimore Sun. It's inside access here on the fan. Jacob, uh, we'll, we'll know more when Brandon Hyde talks later, but doesn't seem good that J- that Jack Flaherty got scratched today. Yeah, it's never. Listen, it's never good when a starting pitcher gets scratched your head always goes to bad places. You never know. It could be anything. Um, but it could also be nothing. It could be he has the sniffles and he's going to pitch tomorrow. So there's no there's no way to know. We'll find out later today, hopefully, of, of what's going on with Jack Flaherty and why Dean Kramer's starting today. I will say one of the benefits of a six-man rotation 
is that sure. if something like this does happen, you can just you can just bump up the guy that was going to pitch the next day because otherwise they would have been. Now there wasn't all day Monday, so you could have you could have um, you could have done that anyway. But in other situations, you would have to kind of call a guy out from AAA or do a bullpen game or something like that. So that is the benefit of, of the situation they have now. What did you think of the roster moves announced today? Austin Voth being activated off the IL, Mike Bauman getting set down. I wish there was a way to look it up, but I wonder when the last time a relief pitcher with nine wins was optioned at Triple A. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, listen, this, this organization's made a lot of decisions to to send guys down that that maybe you wouldn't have thought that was a, a, an option or a possibility for them, but. Mike Bauman has not looked like himself um, over the past couple of weeks. Um, he's, he's really been struggling. And, and yesterday was just an example where that first pitch to belt was, if you look at it on the pitch chart, it was middle, middle, literally right down the middle. You cannot throw a pitch more perfectly or imperfectly down the middle. And then the first pitch to, to Vlad, the, the next batter, wasn't a good pitch. Uh, I think it was a hung slider mm-hmm. or a ball. And so, you know, he, he's been struggling. And, and they're at a, at a point where they have so many relief options. Austin Voth, aside from his most recent outing in AAA, had been pitching well on his rehab assignment. Um, it's a fresh arm. It's an opportunity to send Bauman down, get some rest. You guys mentioned uh, earlier that he has the most innings of any of any relief pitcher on the team. So, um, you know, it, it's it's kind of it's not expected to kind of send a guy down that's generally been one of their more trusted arms in the bullpen, but it could be better for them in the long run. Jacob, they, they, uh, they've got some guys that could be coming up inter- internally to help this bullpen with uh, Tyler Wells and D.L. Hall and possibly John Means and then, of course, Danny Coulomb. Is both auditioning for a spot when those guys return? And who who's going to get sent out if all these guys do come up? Yeah, a lot of tough decisions, which is, a, I guess, a good problem to have. For, for Austin Both, he's obviously he doesn't have any minor league options remaining. So, frankly, I think unless your name is Felix Bautista or Yenier Cano and then Coulomb when he comes back, I think everybody is probably in the bullpen in some way, shape, or form pitching for their jobs. Um, you know, and, and for, for both, I think you can look at this move as more so one where you just get somebody who's fresh for the next couple of days and then they'll, they'll, take, you know, they'll, they'll take the next couple of weeks where they come. Um, for D.L. Hall, he's been dominating in AAA as a relief pitcher. It's not surprising to anybody who's watched him pitch or even saw him in Baltimore uh, last September as a reliever. Um, he has 15 strikeouts in his last like six and two-thirds innings in AAA. The velocity is back up to the 96 to 98 mile mile per hour range since they sent him down to Florida as part of that deloading process to focus on strength and and. Uh, throw a little bit less so that he could get some of that velocity back. He would be a great option, which would also help to have another left-hander in the bullpen to join Coulomb whenever he returns. Um, and then for John Means, you know, he probably has a couple of rehab starts left. He's starting on Friday for AAA Norfolk. And, and the question there is, is he somebody that's going to be in the starting rotation when he comes back? Um, or is he going to be as a kind of a long man in the bullpen? And then you mentioned Tyler Wells. I mean, there's a lot of guys and, and now Tyler Wells is in a relief role and he's going to, um, if he does make his way back to Baltimore, he's going to kind of reprise that role that he had um, in 2021, which he was successful at. And remember, he ended that season as the team's closer. Jacob, given all these tough decisions and guys that do have options, could Shintaro Fujinami get sent down? Could he? Yeah, of course. But I, I'm not sure that's likely, but that's, that is one of the options that they have. Um but for him, it's just it's just so tough. I mean, 
he goes out there one night and and looks like the best you know one of the best pitchers in the major leagues, and then a couple of days later goes out and and is really struggling. Um, you know, I think they don't love the volatility, but you know when you have that level of upside, I think they're still working on things with him. You know, you've seen him go out in some games that you know that have been blowouts, so that he can you know maybe get his get some confidence up or or get some repetitions in, and so that he can be uh, somebody that they can rely on, but. Um, that is an option that they have is to send him down. And if, if it does get crunched, but like Brandon Hyde always says, like every major league manager always says, you never know what the roster is going to look like in a week or two. If I had said two weeks ago that Mike Bauman would be sent down to AAA, hmm. you know, that would have been crazy. So you just never know what things are going to look like, who's going to get hurt, who's going to need a short rehab stint, who's going to, you know, not pitch well and then get sent down. So they have a lot of options. And like I said, other than a, the, the back end guys, I think, you can really mix and match this bullpen however however it's needed. Hey, Jacob, let me ask that in a different way before we let you go. As we sit here right now, would you trust Fuji on a postseason roster? Hmm. Trust him on a postseason roster? Yeah. I think you, I think you would have to – trust is a tough word. <laughs> but, <laughs> on a postseason roster, yes. I, I think I would be surprised if – you know, because again, you go to a four-man rotation yeah. um, in the postseason, and so that means you're going to have compared with what they've had, which they're going to have two extra relievers, um, you know, or one versus a five-man rotation. And so, I would be surprised if they have what would it be eight eight relievers better than him. Um, but does that mean does that mean that I would necessarily trust him in the eighth inning of a tied game? Probably not. But you know, how many other guys in the bullpen would you say that you would trust? It's not always about trust. I understand people people want to feel good when they put a guy in, but um, you know, Fuji about fifty percent of the times has been lights out, and sometimes in the playoffs you got to flip your coin and take your chances. Jacob Calvin Meyer covers the O's for the Baltimore Sun. Jacob, great as always, man. Thank you so much for your time. We appreciate it. A pleasure as always. Thanks, guys. Coming up next, we switch to Ravens and a lot of guys back on the practice field for the Ravens. We'll get you the who on that. But also, what undrafted free agent, Ravens love keeping undrafted free agents, what undrafted free agent this year has the best chance to make this team? We'll give you our thoughts next here on The Fan. Inside Access. MLB, NFL, NCAA. Get it all right here. 105.7 The Fan. First and foremost, let's get to the not practicing for the Ravens. This is according to Jeff Rebeck, covers the Ravens for the Athletic. Uh, no Tyler Huntley, no Shamar Bridges, no Mark Andrews. I'd assume Andrews a vet day, like, but he didn't play and he, he, he talked. I don't think he's hurt. Like, I assume he's just getting a day off because, let's face it, the guy practices like a madman every time he's on the field. Um, Malik Ham not practicing and obviously no Marlon Humphrey, Pepe Williams, and no Geno Stone. The who is practicing? Keaton Mitchell back after the shoulder stinger. That's a good sign. Rocky Asin back practicing. Arthur Millette back practicing. Jalen Armour Davis back practicing. And J.K. Dobbins and Rashad Bateman practicing in full and speaking to the media after practice today. I'm very excited to hear them. And we'll, of course, play that sound when we get it. They're talking at four, I believe, Ken, um, the press conferences. But look. They got some bodies now, Ken, at the cornerback position. They're finally starting to get some guys healthy, which is a great sign. And they obviously had a couple guys nicked up uh, on Monday, and that was a reason why our Darius Washington had to go back in the game. But I I wanted to get to the not practicing real quick. Tyler Huntley. 
when, the hammy. When is that a thing for you? Yeah, it's kind of, like for me. I still think he's the, the backup quarterback, and I think Harbs after the game said something like he should be fine. And I, th- I think so. But but yeah, it, you you would have thought after not practicing for over a week, and they he obviously wasn't going to play in that game Monday night. You'd see him on the field today, so that is a little surprising. I, I think so too. But hypothetically, if he's not practicing next week, yes, I then, mean that that's a roster. So, so let me go through a hypothetical for you, please. If you don't keep Josh Johnson. Don't you think you can get him on the practice squad? I you, think you can. You would think. Because you yes. can now put vets on the practice yeah, squad. You, you would think. So Josh Johnson, I don't think – I think Josh Johnson is going to be your third-string quarterback, but he's going to be on the practice squad, and then you could bring him up. So say Tyler Huntley is not available for week one. Then you use the activation. You activate uh, Josh Johnson as your backup for week one. That's just my read on it, but yeah. yes. No, no, that definitely makes a lot of sense there. But it's something worth monitoring. Of course, that happened during the uh, first uh, preseason game. But good news on the cornerbacks. Yeah, That's they got much, a lot of bu- – I assume Darby's out there too. So you've got Jalen Armour Davis, and let's face it, he's out there until he's not out there because he seems to get hurt a lot. But Millett back, Rocky Asin back. I would assume Darby's out there. You've got some bodies back out there. You're starting to get some guys going, and we know that Marlon Humphrey, he's going to miss at least the first couple of games during the regular season. So it's all hands on deck until that point. And Darby's the one that interests me. Yeah, um, He was the guy that I wanted them to sign last week when we were going through that exercise. And look, does it scare me that he's coming off an ACL? Absolutely. Sure. But this is someone that has performed at a decent level throughout his career and he ended up getting a decent contract i think a three-year 30 million dollar deal so not here but not, before oh of course yeah, yeah. yeah not here yeah. he got a one year two million <laughs> or whatever it was but yeah i i am curious to see a darby um out there so let's get to the undrafted guys and uh we have a poll up uh, and they're they're Three legit undrafted guys that are arguing for a roster spot, correct? There are. And this poll, every poll, brought to you by QC Kinetics, the nation's leader in regenerative medicine, now offering this exciting treatment in Baltimore. If you have ongoing joint pain, from arthritis, or injury, get a free consultation by calling 410-989-PAIN. That's 410-989-PAIN. Ravens typically always keep at least one undrafted free agent what udfa is most likely to make the 53 man roster just three guys as we see it keaton mitchell travis vocalek and malik ham and as you'd expect keaton mitchell racing out to a big time lead already at 90.3 percent as i said yesterday and uh, I think it helps today that he's on the practice field. I thought that Keaton Mitchell showed you in one carry why he should be the RB4, and that is the speed component. And the other part of it is they're going to be looking for running backs next year. If Dobbins isn't back, if Gus isn't back, like they need a running back, and it would be nice to have one in Keaton Mitchell. And that, that's a great point, Ken, because when Thank you. you make uh, – you always make great Thank points, you. though. I had to take a bell. <laughs> but when when you make this 53-man roster, of course you're thinking of 2023. That's paramount. But you're also thinking 24, 25, and beyond. And we've talked about the defensive line, the need there, and how it was massive that Eric DaCosta was able to sign Broderick Washington to a contract extension. With Keaton Mitchell 
He's got wiggle, man. And and he's got it's, jets it, too. It's it's very telling that we've seen Justice Hill run with the ones mm. pretty much all training camp yeah. and during preseason. And Keaton Mitchell kind of has that Justice Hill body yes. type, and obviously, I think he's more explosive than a Justice Hill, but he's the type of back that it seems like Todd Munkin is looking for. Now, it's tough. I mean, when you go for running backs, you're subtracting elsewhere, especially when you keep a Patrick Ricard. Mm. And Keaton Mitchell, they had him as a gunner on uh, punt punt coverage. So it's it's going to be imperative for him to play teams to make this team, and I think he will. And, and that's the other part. Melvin Gordon doesn't play teams. No, like, Mel- it, Melvin Gordon's not making this Yeah, like... Uh, Melvin Gordon was once a nice running back, but the life, the the, the I, shelf life of running back is not long. He doesn't have what Keaton Mitchell has. So, like the, to me, and I like Malik Ham's a great story. I hope he gets in the practice squad. Vocalex looks really good. I don't think he's getting to the practice squad. I think he's going to get claimed. Mitchell's the dude making this team. I, I think so too. And and with uh, Gordon, man, I I just had he can give you the pass catching ability, but Monday night I was just not impressed at all. No. I mean, when a one hundred sixty pound rookie tackles you one on one in the open field that that gave me a a pause right there but as far as the other guys Vokalek was one of those guys during mini camp beginning of Mm -hmm. training camp where you're like oh who the heck is this guy yeah like he's catching the ball yeah he's catching the ball he's he keeps making plays and he's got that body type man all of the Ravens tight ends I mean Kohler's massive Andrews is massive and likely slight of frame yeah. but you know still a bigger guy I Vocalex interesting man I I don't think he's going to make this no, they're team. not keeping four tight they're ends. not keeping four this isn't Greg Roman but he's an interesting player and Malik- he's had a better camp than Kohler yeah. Yeah, he has. He's flat. Yeah. Like, one of the things we talked about, Jason and I, when we went into Monday night, we had a six pack of guys that needed to flash. Charlie Kohler was on both of our lists because he's frankly not done anything this in, in camp. And it was nice to see him have a couple catches in, in that game. Yeah. Last, my, I, guess, I don't think it was last week during the joint practice, but the week prior when I was out there, he was making plays. He had a really nice one handed catch. All right. Um, I, I'm curious to see Kohler, and he did have a strong Monday night, but. No, I, I'm with you. I mean, Vocal, like, he's catching a ton of balls. And Malik Ham has been interesting as well. Uh, during one-on-ones, he's kind of yeah. gotten the better of some guys. And he, of course, had a sack in that first game. And he had the forced fumble yes. didn't he, on, yeah. on Monday night. He, he's making plays. He's making a case. But with Jadavion Clowney now in the fold, the numbers get tough. You're hoping that you could sneak him onto the practice squad. Inside Access here on a Wednesday. Jason will be out today and tomorrow taking his daughter to college. He'll be back on Friday. Coming up next, uh, T-Bone just alluded to it a couple minutes ago, Gus Edwards and what his role is on this team. Is is the Gus bus, is he low on gas? Is that is that fuel light on? We're going to talk about Gus Edwards next here on The Fan. Inside Access. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.